Well, hello and welcome back to the Working Podcast. I'm Keith and I'm joined uh, today by my two co-hosts, Kat and Katie. Welcome. Hi. Hello. Okay. And we, we chose a, a topic today that is, pardon the pun, but it's quite topical. It's always topical, I think. Okay. Um, the media and mental health. How mental health is portrayed in media from news coverage to movies to books I guess the social media nowadays as well. Okay, that's, that's a whole other other area that that, that, that should be addressed as well. Um, I've got some stories to tell for later on. Um, I know that uh, Kat and Katie have some some great ideas and, and, and thoughts on on this topic um, from books and movies in particular, perhaps. So, um, Kat, your thoughts on this topic, please. What do you think? I think. It's really hard for me to because I go back and forth between any news is good news. Like I'm super pumped when I see anything about mental health and bipolar disorder in particular, because I'm pretty much all the old stuff about bipolar, wherever you saw it was just like psychosis, mania. Absolutely. I mean, experiences that people may or may not have for sure, but it's not the vast majority of people with bipolar disorder. I'm not going out and having a manic attack every two or three days, you know? So it's hard for me to super down it, but there are definitely ways that we can improve how we portray mental health in the media. Um, The one thing that I'm thinking of, I'm thinking of a movie, um, Silver Linings Playbook. It was Mm -hmm. super popular. Mm -hmm. First time I ever saw it was before I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder. Um, and the and the main character, the protagonist, he has bipolar disorder. And the movie starts with him walking out of the psychiatric facility. So then watching it afterwards and realizing that he had bipolar, I didn't even realize he had bipolar um, until after I was uh, diagnosed and I was acutely aware of all of that stuff. Um, it was just in- interesting because I think that they actually did a really, really, really good job of portraying what many other people's lives with bipolar are the you know like he seems to get on pretty well can hold relationships he has a little bit of trouble with jobs especially when he has his depressive episodes um and one day he sees something traumatic and it causes some breakdown um and that and that happens but it's not his whole entire life it's not the plot of the movie it's just something that happened um, one of the things that happened. So I was really happy with those. Um, definitely older movies. I don't feel like do as good of a job. Like we were talking about Girl Interrupted. And then I mm-hmm. think um, Katie may talk about um, To the Bone. Yeah. Um, I would love to hear her portrayal of that because that's more with her, sure. her, her realm of experience, um, to put it frank. But yeah, uh, I think that it's getting better and I want it to keep on going. Mental health, it should absolutely be talked about in the media. Sure. I Good. agree that entirely. And I think that um, it's almost impossible to get the perfect, the, the, the perfect sort of portrayal of a mental health challenge in any form of media. I think that everyone at some point is going to have an issue with the portrayal because it's not going to encompass everyone's experience with that illness, right? So I think that it's good to have any portrayal, but uh, portrayal, sorry, 
but I don't think that it's ever going to be perfect. And I think that in some way that's okay. Um, like Kat had mentioned, like to the bone is a, is a film that follows a young woman with anorexia and they sort of show uh, her experiences in a a rehabilitation center. And there are a bunch of different people there that have different experiences with their anorexia. So they do try to show people of color in the series. They try to show that there are men with eating disorders Um, They're trying to show that you can have an eating disorder at different sizes. So they were showing characters who weren't your stereotypical uh, thin body. They were showing people with larger bodies as well. And so that was really great and wonderful. But at the same time, um, what I felt was problematic with the storyline was that they were trying to sort of portray the the main character with anorexia as being saved by another character like through romance and I think that's a pretty common theme within a lot of movies on the surface. these characters with mental illness are often portrayed as needing to be saved through a romantic relationship as if you know your your romantic relationship is going to cure your mental illness and I think that's entirely problematic and so while to the bone does that I've come across other uh content um one of the books that i love very dearly by john green is turtles all the way down john green himself has ocd and when he portrays his main character with ocd he goes to show that this character is not going to be saved by her romantic uh interest right and that at the end of the day this character is going to have to save themselves through you know their own independent mental health treatment and therapy and medication and all that stuff and he also goes to show this trope um that a lot of times people with ocd are presented as these super organized observant people and so the main character is supposed to be portrayed as someone who is um a detective but he goes to show that her ocd makes her a really bad detective (laughs) because she's so tripped up on her intrusive thoughts and compulsions mm-hmm. and is unable to solve the mystery at all because of her mental illness. Okay. So I found that a very accurate portrayal of what it's like to be OCD or to live with OCD. And um, so I don't know, there's some media that does a really good job of it and some that doesn't. But I also think that there are some topics that are really hard to get through uh, at all. Like, 13 reasons why the popular one suicide is a very difficult subject to portray accurately i mean in my opinion i didn't find 13 reasons why to be the best portrayal of it but i know some people disagree with it Mm -hmm. so that was a really interesting topic sure what role do you think with experience plays in all of this it's hard to say because some content is pretty vocal about how they rely on first-hand experiences like to the bone they claim that they were relying the director apparently had first-hand experience with eating disorders and they relied on her experiences but that being said her experiences don't Mm -hmm. encompass everyone's experiences so at the end of the day you can say we use first-hand experience but you know if you're 
if you're going to base that off of your race, your sexuality, your uh, social income, all that stuff, it may not be perfect. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, I've got some, like I mentioned earlier, I've got some stories I'll, 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 I'll put forth shortly, okay? But speaking of the entertainment media, if you will, okay? Um, when I think of movies, for example, my first thought is movie Psycho, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Alfred Hitchcock, Anthony Perkins, 1960 was made, okay? That context, okay, I, can, I don't like the title, okay? It, it, it's but, not flattering. But, yeah, but 1960, okay, I can kind of appreciate maybe, you know, the context back then, okay? Mm-hmm. What troubles me more, though, okay, is more recent movies, American Psycho, for example, okay? Yeah. In, in the year 2000. And then pops American Psycho 2 is made in the year 2002, so, you know, in 40, 42 years between those, you know, the Psycho and American Psycho 1 and 2, you know, ha- has society changed any? I don't know. That's hard to say, for sure. You know, a horrible title, Psycho. Oh, it's just, you know, so inappropriate, so disgusting, basically. Okay, that one would choose that and, 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 and kind of use that broad, you know, brush. Okay, to, to to cover uh, uh, you know so much, okay of of uh, of society yeah. view of, of mental mental health challenges, mental illness. It's um, so true, yeah. and I feel like I feel like the word like psycho it even like further distinguishes people with like I don't know like more like except like mental illnesses that aren't seen as completely othering like depression and anxiety like it's a lot of people are like oh those things can happen Mm -hmm. to anyone but once you get into what does psycho mean what is this word psychotic yeah Mm -hmm. you're gonna guess that you're not gonna watch that movie and it's gonna be someone with a major depressive disorder or generalized anxiety disorder it's gonna be something else it's gonna come to my side with bipolar and Mm -hmm. schizophrenia Mm -hmm. yeah Um, yeah. If they even name it, and they yeah. might just name it as uh, psychosis or hallucinations or delusions, which could be either one of us. Um, mm-hmm. Take your pick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of times yeah. I'll watch those movies. Yeah. And I'm like, I can't even tell which one you're trying to be. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. I feel like that's a sense of othering that, like, honestly, pretty, like, sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think within yeah. the grand scheme of mental illnesses, um, schizophrenia, psychotic disorders are the most stigmatized, right? Because yeah. in news media, you know, the people that are portrayed as criminals often have psychosis or schizophrenia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And psychosis right now, as criminal law is written, is the only, um, pretty much the only mental illness that mentally ill descriptor that can get you anywhere in the law. So if you yeah. commit a crime, um, you can claim that you are psychotic, but you can't really like, yeah. they, they don't really pay attention. Oh, I was manic or like, Oh, I was, I don't know. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know, out of my mind depressed and had no idea what was going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this goes right into a story then. Okay. Um, it, it was about this in, in the year 2012, about this time of the year, um, I was quite active with a group called Bring Change to Mind, a, a mental advocacy group, okay, founded by Glenn Close. Okay, Glenn's sister, Jesse, has bipolar disorder, and Jesse's son has schizophrenia. So Glenn saw fit to, to form this group called Bring Change to Mind. And they were the keynote speakers at a, an anti-stigma conference in Ottawa, okay, in 2012, and I was the Canadian volunteer with them, so I was invited to join them. Okay, so I'm at this conference for a couple of days, 
um, there's a panel on journalists. I thought, oh, this will be interesting. This will be open. You know, I may learn a bit. I may see what what, what their thoughts may be on mental health, how they address mental health challenges, and 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 such in in in, in their writings. Um, and how it unfolded. Um, there had been a very horrific murder in in Montreal a few a couple of days prior, and um, I I love newspapers. Okay, not many around now, case, but but back then there were still a few. And I had the morning newspaper from Ottawa, and the title was almost like a psycho, t- you know, title for the, about this person who would commit this horrific murder. Um, so you know, very unsettling, disgusting, you know, headline. Okay, um, and really not much had known was known about the murder, but the journalist, the paper saw fit to publish this, you know, attention grabbing, you know, you know, you know, story. So the, the panel started up, and I think there were three members on the panel. Okay, one from TV and two from, from, from print, I believe. And their arrogance, their condescending attitude, their we know better than you, okay, we write better than you, our language is better than you, our vocabulary is better than you, attitude, okay, that's what came out. Okay, and I'm sitting there just steaming. Okay, you know, wanting to to stand up and 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 speak up. Okay, but I, you know, given who I was with, I just saw fit. I mean, I'm not going to cause a scene for the keynote speakers, right? But like, it, it was this 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 presence of you know, we know how to write. Okay, who are you to tell us? We don't need to be educated about mental health. We know better than you. Okay, we're journalists. Okay, we are special. We are important. Okay, we this is the job that we do, that we, that we do. And it was just you know, the, the audience was just like you know, cringing. Okay, both the audience were you know. Mental health advocates, okay, you know, nonprofit groups for mental health, government people were there, and there's this, this, you know, just this. Again, I'll use the word disgusting, okay, attitude from from these three journalists, and I'm sitting there again with the paper in front of me, you know, you know, confirming, <laughs> you, know, you know, that they do not know how to write, okay, mm-hmm. and it was just, you know, so, so you know, and not, not that long ago, okay, eight years ago, okay, um, so. You know, my concern back then, I still have the same concern. You know, do journalists know how to write properly, respectfully, um, with intelligence about people who have experienced, you know, mental health challenges? Okay. Those three did not. And I, I don't know, you know, you know, there are some, and I'll talk about somebody in particular in a moment here who does know how. So there is some hope there, I guess, you know. But yeah, very, very just disgusting. Oh, absolutely. That's really horrendous to hear that sort of sort of experience come mm. across. Yeah, I mean, it's absolutely it's heinous. Like, why wouldn't mm. you just just ask if you know that you're wrong or you're, if you're concerned that you don't know? Just ask. I don't see why you wouldn't want your news journals to be as objective mm. as possible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, imagine if we had that same mindset, like, would we have gotten anywhere if they said, oh, we, we can write about race however we mm. want, or we can write about um, LGBTQ however we want. Mm. Like, exactly. we yep. can't we can't do that. We yep. were one one thousand percent learned from the people who experience it. Exactly. And yep. If they can do that for race, um, hopefully they're doing it for LGBTQ communities. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. We can ask that for disabilities, mental illnesses as well. Definitely. That's a really good uh, example for at least a positive portrayal of mental illness um, was a book I recently read called uh, Hidden Valley Road by Robert Kolker. Mm, sure. He's a journalist who looked up this family where six brothers had schizophrenia in a family of 12. And it was two of the siblings in the family that reached out to him and said, we want you to tell our story and we want you to interview our siblings and our parents and to sort of share what it looked like to live with brothers with schizophrenia right and so i think um that goes to show how firsthand experience is so beneficial to share the kind of the, the complex reality of living with mental illness mm. he was like a third party who was just getting his information from people living with these experiences right sure. and he was sharing it in a very respectful way mm. and a very objective way as mm. well because he was sharing um, other pieces of literature on mental health and illness while sharing these personal accounts of this story sure so i think that um in the right hands mm. uh if we have people that are willing to listen, willing to be respectful in these depictions of mental illness, I think that we can have great sources out there mm -hmm. on accounts of mental illness. Yep. Yep. But it comes down to the people that are willing to share these mm -hmm. stories and whether or not they're going to listen, mm -hmm. whether or not they're going to be respectful yep. when they're sharing these stories, right? Yeah, you're right on, Katie. Okay. And we imagine you know, the right hands okay there is one journalist okay his name is andre picard okay he writes for the global newspaper in canada he's been writing with them since 1987 i looked him up today okay i don't i didn't know that up you know, you know by memory okay. <laughs> <laughs> um i was surprised he's written that long actually like yeah um and he is health is his area mental health in particular he's written extensively for years on it okay covers it in detail okay a few years ago uh, the Global Mail newspaper um, published a, a whole series, a whole section of the paper on mental health under his lead, of course. I have it somewhere here at home. Okay, I, I thought I could find it today and I couldn't. Okay, it's, it's in storage somewhere, I guess, tucked away. Um, but, you know, it, it, the section in the Global Mail it was w well written, well researched, well sourced. Um, just phenomenal that a national newspaper would you take on that topic and, and address it to such a great and thorough extent. You know, I mean, it was phenomenal what they did, okay? And it, it gives people like me, okay, who, you know, had depression and such and, and struggles and, and challenges, you know, this this kind of, you know, appreciation that people out there, okay, are, are concerned about our community. They, mm -hmm. they, they, they write about us in, in, in a respectful and, 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 and thoughtful way that, you know, uh, so it, 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 it gave me this sense of, of uh, acceptance, if you will, um, some, some confidence you know, kicked in a bit, thinking that you know, you know, a journal like Andre Picard and the Global Newspaper would would take that on. Um, so there is some hope out there, I think. Um, and I think you know we ought to give you know, you know, kudos to those who, who do a good job. Okay, it's you know, um, yeah. So you know, so so thanks to Andre and 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 the Global Mail. Yeah, absolutely. I think that this discussion ultimately kind of shows how 
there are good portrayals and bad portrayals and it all comes down to the intent and how we want to share these experiences right sure yeah yeah definitely because in many ways my life would make for not a very good movie no one would see it however it's the most realistic um Mm -hmm. experience of my experiences with bipolar disorder yeah i think that the best way we could really portray media is for someone who wants to get involved with mental health um in through whether it's um books or movies or what have you i would always encourage people to look at memoirs and maybe documentaries where um, they say that the person was involved something where you know that someone with the mental health was resourced Mm. i think that's always a really good first step and then you can venture out and you can see um how uh 13 reasons why on netflix and um we talked about to the bone earlier silver lines playbook watch those two and decide um what you think because the more you're thinking Uh, about what 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 is real and what is funny um the better that everyone will become because you'll be churning and thinking and then you'll share those with people even if you may not notice it and that's how we get it to spread um so yeah that would be my suggestion and it's a suggestion for myself as well if i want to find the most accurate resources mm-hmm. when i was first diagnosed with bipolar disorder first i read um all i could medically about it and then i started reading memoirs because that was where i felt oh my gosh okay i'm not the only person in this world going through this someone else is going through it and look their so their circumstances are similar to mine similar enough Same. No, exactly yeah yeah i think that keith and i we've talked quite a bit about this idea of like doing a book club sure. or a movie club or just yeah. sharing content that's mental health based and yeah, we will be yeah yeah and just having that as a way to connect that would be really great yeah yeah definitely because i think we can talk all day about this and that's <laughs> but but if we end this with like okay well go figure it out for yourself that's going to be difficult so we're going to link everything that we've talked about today maybe yeah. add a couple additional sources for fun yeah um and we'll have a book club soon, for sure. Yes. We've got three members right here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah we're all here. Sure. Yeah. Like the books that they feel helped them or the movies that they mm-hmm. felt really connected to. Yeah. I just want to hear what everyone else uh, has to share on this yeah. topic because yeah. it's so important. Like, I don't know all of these resources. I just know what I know, right? So yeah. it's great to hear from other people. Definitely. And the three of us... Uh, we have no problem talking, that's for sure, okay, and, <laughs> and, and being vocal about our journeys. I think that's all important, okay, but we also like to listen as well, okay, and I, like Kat and okay, you, you just mentioned, okay, we want to hear from other people, okay, your thoughts and ideas, okay, what's helped you with, with you know, uh, with respect to social media. We haven't even addressed social media yet. That's all other other discussion for us, okay, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, media in general, movies, books, and, 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 and news, um, yeah, so, you know, so please, okay, reach out. Okay, we're available on, on, on Facebook, Twitter, the website, and there's Instagram. So you'll you find us quite easily worth living is, is everywhere. Um, and um, yeah, check in, please. So Kat and Katie, wonderful. Thanks for your contribution tonight. Thank you for having us. And it's, it's, it's all of us together. Okay, we're all here. <laughs>
Absolutely. Thank you for leading us, Keith. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks very much. Bye, Bye, guys. Take care.